Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or it's remember of this. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We have I'm I'm not gonna lie. We have less to talk about this week than normal. But what we lack in number of stories easily underlined easily makes up in the quality and importance of the stories first a bit of a follow-up to an old story that we covered a while ago cassia which is an it firm that got hit with a ransomware attack to say they're an it firm is actually a bit underselling it they're an it cloud services provider they provide a lot of cloud infrastructure to other companies tens to hundreds of thousands of companies rely on their services and by hitting them with ransomware they basically de factoed why is that updating I, I just saw an, uh, I just saw something just claiming it's updating. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. That that app's even lucky it's on the blasted computer. We'll get to that story in a bit later. But I digress. Cassia has gotten their hands on what they are calling the master decryptor key, which will allow them to undo the damage caused by the ransomware they were afflicted with as well as the ransomware that all of their customers were also afflicted with. Now, the first question that comes to mind is, how? How did they get a hold of this key? Well, there's one of two solutions. Either A, they somehow managed to figure out exactly what kind of encryption was used and created the key themselves, or well, let's be honest, they paid the ransom. I'm a Seriously hoping they didn't pay the ransom. But at the same time, I don't know why the attackers in the first place would have given a tool to undo all the other ransom attacks they did. Therefore, I'm likely to think they managed to develop this master decryption key on their own. But the possibility that they actually paid the ransom, which by the way is the worst thing you can do in the case of a ransomware attack, is still very, very possible. Folks, I'll just take this time to say it again. Create frequent backups. Heck, for the stream, I recently lost a giant database that I use for the stream to just simple corruption. And it's been so long since I backed up, the backup is useless. And 
for the past couple of weeks, I've been working on a more intuitive, more frequent backup system. Just look at these massive amount of ransomware attacks, even though they're targeting big companies, because of course they are the go-to target for ransomware. It's a no-brainer. You're more than likely to get, you know, six, seven, eight digits worth of a payout from a major company if you ransomware them, as opposed to Bob Boberson, where you're lucky if you get two digits. Maybe if you're really lucky, you'll get three. But even then, this all could have been avoided for all these various companies if they just had an effective and extensive frequent backup solution so they could recover from such an attack easily. I recommend you, even though you're just a, you're, 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 you're nowhere close to being or having the computer infrastructure that a major business would, but you still underline, you should still have a plan and be ready with a big backup solution. Kind of like how Akami DNS should have had a backup solution in place when, they're, when they had a massive outage and it took a lot of services offline like the PlayStation Network, Steam Fidelity, and more TM. Just all of these services knocked out for, as far as I'm aware, hours. Might have even been longer. But this one outage, this one DNS outage knocked out the PlayStation Network, HBO, Fidelity, UPS. That's the actual shipping company, not an uninterrupted power supply, which I somehow resurrected from the dead. Steam, Airbnb, LastPass, Discover, American Express, Chase, PNC, Salesforce, Mint, Capital One, Van Vanguard, Delta, Southwest Airlines, Newegg, and more dot dot dot. Incredible that just one outage can knock it all out. Granted, only for a brief amount of time. But still just putting on the importance of, hey, if you go ahead and set up these sort of things. And again, it doesn't matter whether it's, you know, a, you're a major company with a, that powers a DNS or if it's just a home use. Always be prepared because you never know when something's just going to go out. I'm not going to say go to the extent that I do and have a server rack with a with two power supplies and every computer you got and multiple breakers and a power conditioner and a UPS and uninterrupted power supply, not the delivery service and all that jazz. But, you know, just have a plan because you just in case. Just in case. And if it weren't for the fact that uh, that graphic cards are so hard to come by, maybe having a spare graphic card around isn't the worst idea either. Just in case a company like Amazon creates a new MMO like New World and it causes your expensive RTX 3090 to just suddenly die. 
apparently new world is a new mmo made by amazon and i'll, I'll just tell you this right now after seeing the quality of software with twitch after amazon bought up twitch the fact that amazon would make an mmo already concerns me concerns me to a major degree like i just assume it is going to be the most unpolished inefficient buggy mess in the world and granted, I didn't hear about this game until I heard about this story. Users that had RTX 3090s, as in they went ahead and used one of their three Magic Wish Genies to go ahead and acquire an RTX 3090 in the first place, had these cards overvolt protect themselves, meaning that the card just immediately shut down, or in worst case scenarios, actually fried the culprit is suspected to have been the menus in the game which did not have a hard limit baked into what frame rate they should run at so a high-end graphic card like a 3090 that also by the way because of the way its cooling was did not under any circumstances efficiently cool the components on the back of the board would just go crazy and try to run the menu at 3,000 frames per second. And then it would draw too much power and then it would kill itself. The biggest culprit seemed to be the EVGA for the win RTX 3090s. However... This gets more interesting. As other tech outlets began to look into this, they found that it was not only the menus. Reports started coming in that these sort of failures would happen in the game itself. And the list of affected cards began to slowly increase. 3080 TIs. 3080s, 13060. AMD was not invulnerable this 6900 XTs, 6800 XTs. Even 16700 was also affected by the list. And some of these, again, were happening in game, not just in the menu. Now, since then, we got a wonderful post out of. The developer saying, well, the problems that these users seem to be having, as far as our internal investigations show, says that it has nothing to do with the menu or the game. However, we have done a patch and put a limit as to the number of frames that will be rendered on the menus just to be on the safe side. And lo and behold... All the erratic behavior from GPUs seen both in-game and in the menu vanish. Just like that. So already, this kind of comes off as a very uh, 
curious black eye to Amazon and the New World developers as a whole. What we get out of them right off the bat is some wonderful execute speech and how it's, it's not our fault, it's your fault, but we'll fix it anyway. The other thing I think this also shows is that, you know, a graphic card like a 3090, you know how even the Founders Edition of the 3090 was a triple slot card? I got a feeling that maybe, just maybe, if you're going to go ahead and spend $1,500, give or take $3,000 based on how badly it's being scalped at that various moment, If you're going to go ahead and spend that kind of money on a GPU, it might not be the worst idea to maybe, just maybe, also consider spending a bit extra to maybe water cool it. Because it's clearly starting to get to the point where there's only so much that air cooling can do on these hilariously overbuilt cards. Now, one of the comments I said right off the bat was it seemed weird that it was only 3090s and not 3080s. Because a 3080 is just a very slightly trimmed down 3090. The only difference was you lost like what, half the RAM? So that always came off as very bizarre when they heard the news decide they're going to go ahead and take a very proactive approach they have already begun processing rmas and already shipping out brand new rtx 3090 cards to all customers who reported that their gpus were absolutely fried by new world in fact they were so on top of this that a number of tech outlets actually beat EV, or actually, well, I shouldn't say they beat. They, um, that EVG actually beat the, the request from the media as to what they were going to do. Jay's Two Cents specifically went ahead and asked EVGA, hey, what are you going to do about these broken... RTX 3090s and EVGA was basically saying, hey, we're already replacing them. We've already got, we've already got some RMA stock and they are being shipped out right now. So basically at this point, the new world beta is supposedly safe to play according to Amazon and everything should be perfectly fine if you say so I'm gonna be cautious about it granted more likely than not your card will just shut down rather than actually fry itself hopefully overcurrent protection and all that sort of jazz would trigger first. Meanwhile, the FTC 
has voted unanimously to take on right to repair. They also went ahead and dropped the 1995 merger policy, but that's no one cares about that. So the FTC is going to have right to repair. So what changes right this second? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready to hear all the things that are now instantly better because the FTC has approved unanimously to do right to the right to repair? Nothing. Literally nothing. Because the vote was to say that they approve going ahead to writing up what right to repair is going to mean to the FTC. That's it. So before anyone starts cheering about how they're sticking it to Apple and sticking it to Samsung actually lately is is almost getting worse than Apple in a lot of degrees as far as their unrepairability. Before anyone starts celebrating about that and we can start dreaming about a world where panels are removable and we can replace our own blasted battery in our $1,400 phones. Wait and see what rules are actually going to get written up because again I hate to keep bringing this up but this is by far the the one section where I was 100% right and no other tech outlets wants to admit how wrong they were about it we've seen net neutrality implemented this exact same way and in the end all net neutrality did was stop T-Mobile from offering free Netflix and that's literally it. It is also why every single paranoid person saying, they're killing net neutrality and everything's going to get worse. No, it's not because nothing's going to change. Because it was never implemented in the first place. So we'll see down the road in the near future what right to repair is going to actually look like and this is again the danger of having just an organization like the FTC go ahead and implement it rather than having it actually being signed into law because the best part is even after they write the rules for it and then enforce the rules TM they are the only ones that enforce the rules and they can also change the rules Keep this in mind. Keep them keep it in mind. Because you're gonna see. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully, hopefully we see that right to repair is implemented. We we will see that companies will actually go ahead and allow us to even buy the parts so that we can even go ahead and try to repair our own devices. 
rather than there being a monopoly on say batteries exclusive to a samsung galaxy s21 or an iphone and that it's literally impossible to repair and you might as well throw out your thousand dollar device and get another thousand dollar device because that helps no one other than the manufacturer and that shouldn't be the case meanwhile in even further oh boy territory a house bill is being pushed forward that would suspend section 230 protections on social medias if social medias boost anti-vax conspiracies Oh boy. So here's the problem with this, okay? This sounds good, right? Y you go ahead and you stop the spread of uh, potentially dangerous information, right? You stop these sort of bad conspiracy theories before they go out and cause massive misinformation but at the same time you have these same these very same social media platforms trying to say that no one tells us what to do and we're allowed to, to go ahead and control what is allowed to be said on our platforms and now you have introduced actual government censorship which by the way flies straight in the face of the first amendment twitter saying you cannot say something is not a violation of the first amendment however the federal government saying this sort of thing cannot be said that by definition is against the first amendment and that is a massive slippery slope or more like a cliff really towards the government of saying what can and can't be said even though I agree that a lot of this sort of nonsense against vaccines is you know you, you really shouldn't be letting these sort of things being said but a bill like this is absolutely the wrong kind of thing, especially when there's a, ca a court case currently in the works. About their about whether. What the social media networks are doing in regards to their current moderation is again is against section 230 this bill is absolutely not helping anything someone in chat says there's a long legal legal history of limitations on the blank of the first amendment free freedoms in response to threats of national security yes but that still doesn't change the fact that this still 
could very easily be a problem. That this still is very much a slippery slope. That this still very much can easily be looked at as being against the First Amendment because every single one of those other moments in legal history were also looked at as being a problem against the First Amendment. So it'll, it'll see where it's going, but man, you talk about the wrong timing for a bill. This is the absolute worst time this sort of bill could be going down the pipeline when you have this massive class action lawsuit against Google, against Facebook, against Twitter in regards to censorship of speech and whether that results in a stripping of Section 230 protections in the first place. This is absolutely not helping them. Meanwhile, on the same topic of, oh boy, here we go again. Someone in chat says, not really the US government leading on media outlets. The the difference here is is that, is that, how, how do I phrase this? There's a difference between a media outlet and Twitter, between CNN and Facebook. Yeah. The, and that starts getting into a, into a gray area, and the point stands that I'm not a legal expert. Meanwhile, you have this wonderful scam. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Freedom Phone. The Freedom Phone, the, the Android phone, specifically targeting every single sort of concerned person. We'll, we'll phrase it this way. I'm trying to think of the most neutral way to say it. The most, cons- f- the most spy concerned person out there. Whether you are just worried about Google spying on you or straight up a tinfoil hat wearer, the Freedom Phone is absolutely for you. A $500 smartphone that is unfortunately made by a manufacturer in China. (laughs) Of which also its operating system a fork of Android, by the way, also derived from China. But hey, it's uncensored app store. Don't worry. Was also developed in China. Look, I know the phone is targeting is targeting 
the more red side of the political spectrum. I don't care whether your political spectrum is crimson red or blue jeans blue or some various shade of purple. Just don't. Just don't. Oh, Lord. The, the only thing I'll say I like about this phone is that the default web browser is brave. That's it. But no, th this thing is absolutely a scam. Do not buy a freedom phone. Please do not. Someone in chat asks, isn't the Brave browser just another Chromium-based browser? I actually can't remember. I usually know this stuff off the top of my head, but I, the, the Brave browser is so new that I actually legit can't remember. I want to say Brave is from the ground up its own, but there is a very strong chance I am wrong about that. Brave is Chromium based. Oh, well. <laughs> Want to be free of Google? Use this web browser that's based on Google. Aww. Should have used Firefox. I can't remember how good the mobile version of Firefox actually is. I can't remember if that actually ended up being like decent or if it is just an absolute nightmare. However, that being said, you know what, actually, we should probably take our break here when we come back. Let's talk about, um, no, 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 we're actually going to put push forward. We're not going to break here. We're going to, we're going to push forward. We're going to talk about, um, a new piece of, uh, spyware called Pegasus. And this piece of spyware is supposedly being used to investigate terrorism and crime. Zone in chat says Firefox uses too much. But the thing is that is that mobile Firefox that you that uses too much CPU and RAM or just the desktop version because there is a huge difference. Like for the longest time, you know, Chrome was the gold standard still is of uh of desktop brow of desktop web browsing but on mobile it was an absolute nightmare oh the mobile version of firefox is fine oh, yeah see just use use the firefox one bam you've eliminated your chrome your your potential chrome problem i mean if you're gonna go for a tinfoil hat phone you might as well do it right but then again if you want to go ahead and make a tinfoil hat phone here's what you do all right if you're this crazy that you want to be, that you want to go full tinfoil hat with your mobile phone, here's what you do. Step one. Grab any phone. Make sure that it is not using Huawei components at all. You know, go and look at your specs. Search every chip. Make sure it's all, you know, Qualcomm, Intel, all that sort of, all, all that sort of nonsense, right? All right, so that's step one, no Huawei. 
Step one. Step two, root the phone. Root the phone. So you have root access to the device and then uninstall whatever operating system on is on there. Then install the actual open source version of Android. See, now you've eliminated Google from the equation because Google pretty much doesn't pay attention to the open source of version of, uh, wait a minute. No, there's Linux for phones. Isn't there actually a Linux phone? Oh, don't do whatever the heck I was about to say. Just go get a Linux phone. If you really want to go full tinfoil hat. I vaguely recall a, a Linus tech tips about this. A- Andy going ahead and pra- praising how a Linux phone is almost there. Yeah, just do that. Oh God, ignore everything else I, I was saying. I was going to describe a, a, a massive, uh, absolute nightmare of an operation to go ahead and make a tinfoil hat phone. No, just go get a Linux phone. Jeez. Oh yeah, and then go through the tech specs, make sure there's nothing Huawei based and all that. All right, let's talk about Pegasus. Pegasus. The Pegasus project is using spyware to investigate terrorism and crime. However, many, many more people are suspecting that uh, this spyware is being used for nefarious purposes as well. And uh, not going to lie, this whole story sounds like it is something straight out of a James Bond film. It really, really does. And in fact, it is getting people so tinfoil hatty, which has now somehow become the theme of this segment, that there is, in fact, a tool to see if your phone has been infected with the Pegasus Group spyware. So... If you're what if if you if your tinfoil hat's on a little too tight, or if you are just paranoid, or both, I present to you a tool to see if you are crazy or not. You might still be crazy though. I know I'm crazy because I continue to do this to myself. Meanwhile, about problems that you can actually do something about. There is yet another Windows print spooler vulnerability. And this one can allow anyone that uses the exploit to take full control of your Windows 10 based computer. Are you kidding me? Oh, and by the way, the last one. Yeah, the patch that Microsoft launched did not fix it. So... Here's what this means. One, if you use a printer server, you should stop using a printer server. Warning two, by the way, this vulnerability did exist on previous version of Windows, I believe dating all the way back to Windows Vista before, because someone in chat already started going Windows 7 for life. Yeah, no, you're still vulnerable to this. And you're gonna be seeing another update too. You thought you were done with your Windows 7 updates. Nope, you're getting another one. (laughs) there's no escape there's no escaping 
someone in chat says windows 9 is immune yes technically a, a an operating system that never existed is immune what this does mean however for the normal users who don't use print servers this most likely means that you're gonna go ahead and expect yet another mandatory windows update even if your operating system is out of service <laughs> yay how wonderful just just great now some good news out of windows though and this will be our last story before we go to the break window or microsoft has backtracked on making direct storage exclusive to windows 11 direct storage is a software feature that allows whatever the heck the program in question is to directly access whatever the storage device is rather than having to go through all sorts of other gates and bottlenecks etc 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 this is originally going to be exclusive to windows 11 they are now backtracking on this and they are going to make the feature available to windows 10 version 1909 and up i don't even know what version of windows i'm on i'm probably on ver version 6969 Oh, I'm on version 2004. I wonder what I'm going to get finally get up to date with ver version 2021. Oh, cool. I actually have 32 gigs of RAM. I didn't think I had that much. So at least there's some good news. If you are on a PC that is not going to be able to get Windows 11, at least you're not going to be left in the dust with the latest push for the reason to have NVMe hard drives. Or, I mean, SSDs. Oh, God. NVMe hard drive. Can you talk about a huge bottleneck? Connecting a hard drive to NVMe? The, I don't care how fast your platters are on, an, uh, on your hard drive. That is a bottleneck. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, yes. We need to talk about Activision Blizzard. Oh, man. Do we need to talk about Activision Blizzard? Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. I have to be careful how I cover this story. The thing is with podcasting, unlike other forms of media, you go ahead and when you publish a podcast, you are on dozens, maybe even hundreds of different platforms and every single one of them have different rules as to what is considered explicit and not explicit content. Eagle Eyes on Tech has pretty much since its inception is almost always listed as non-explicit. 
since that is best for viewership. And the end, there is no reason for this show to become explicit. And I go out of my way to not use any censorship bleeps, to not go ahead and say anything that could be considered explicit. But when you have this many number of platforms, it's hard to remember all the rules for what is and isn't considered explicit. But the details of the case involving Activision Blizzard really do start bringing that question up again. I'll give you just the headline to start with. Activision Blizzard sued over frat boy culture, comma, harassment. Let me take you through my thought process when I see a headline like this. The first thing that pops in my head is the sheer number of various oddball cases of someone trying to start up some trouble and has worked in the past to shocking effectiveness despite the fact that a lot of these were disproven only weeks later. But in the end, the damage was done because the accusation was the damage and that basically undid many influencers career right off the bat that headline screams of a case very similar to that but then you read the next line the following is from Bloomberg Law. Video game giant Activision Blizzard, maker of games including World of Warcraft Dia- and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjugated to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Let me interject. So right off the bat, it's now no longer just some potential one or two or three rogue employees looking for a quick payday over some random incident. It is the state of California. Now, the state of California has a bit of a track record, we'll say, in regards to trying to go out and be very nitpicky about behavior. So, all things considered fair, there is a potential of that. But then you read further along. The article continues. A two-year investigation by the state agency found the company discriminated against female employees in terms of conditions and employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, the agency said. 
Let me interject. So this was brought on after two years of investigating the company. Okay, this is now starting to sound because now the state has invested a large amount of money just in the sheer number of manpower to do this investigation. So if the goal is just being a nitpicky bureaucracy for a payday out of someone like Blizzard, they're going to extreme lengths to do it. Now, for the safety of this podcast, I am not going to go into the detail of the accusations made against Blizzard because, um, quite frankly, they are absolutely disgusting. And if true, really does make you wonder how their own morals got so bad that they thought this kind of behavior was okay. It gets to the point of being, I first off don't get how alcohol in a workplace to the degree that's being described here is considered okay. And then how anyone treating any other human being, like like even taking gender of the person out of the equation, I don't know how you'll look at anyone and do the sort of things that are being accused here. It is even said that a lot of this harassment led to the suicide of another female employee here. Like the kind of accusations that are being made here are extreme to say the least. And I actually feel bad for only covering this on the early bird briefing our daily podcast for only a minute it pretty much did because the story basically broke only an hour before i went to record that particular podcast and so i had no time to look through the details but it seemed like a big enough deal to comment about but the details that go on and on are It's sickening, really. And I do say this as someone who does go out of his way over and over and over and over and over again to see both sides of the story despite my own personal beliefs and where I personally side on a particular issue. That is what actually I feel gives gives me, despite the fact this is an opinion-based podcast, a degree of journalistic integrity, despite the fact that this is a, you know, not really a journalistic piece, but a very ranty podcast. So you got all that, right? The, what the lawsuit says is one thing, but what says so much more is what the accused says. Because I can go out and make any kind of accusations that I want. 
I could go out and say Apple makes iPhones intentionally in a manner that causes them to self-destruct after two years. So you have to go buy a new one. That's a wild claim and I have nothing to back it up. But Apple going out and saying specifically what they do to not make that happen says a lot and then would also hurt my own credibility, which is why I don't say things like that. Unless I can back it up. Blizzard, on the other hand. Activision Blizzard. Uh, their, uh, their claims go as follows. This is a quote directly from an article from The Gamer. I unfortunately could not find, in what time I had, the exact word-for-word response. But I do have bits of it. The DFEH, that's the Department of... Is that federal? Department of Federal Employment and Housing. I think that might be right. The DFEH includes distorted and in many cases, false descriptions of Blizzard's past. We have been extremely cooperative with the DFEH throughout their investigation, including providing them with extensive data and ample documentation, but they refused to inform us what issues they perceived they were required by law or they perceived they were required by law to adequately invest in to adequately investigate and have and to have good faith discussions with us to better understand how to resolve any claims or concerns before going to litigation but they failed to do so instead they rushed in they rushed to file in an accurate complaint as we will demonstrate in court What slays me even more, and unfortunately I can't find the exact... Oh, wait, no, here we go. They then go on later. We are confident in our ability to demonstrate our practices as an equal opportunity employer that fosters supportive, diverse, and and inclusive workplace for our people, and and we are committed to continuing this effort in the years to come. It is a shame that the DFEH did not want to engage us with us on what they thought they were seeing in their investigation. The statement concludes. Those are segments of uh, the actual response from Activision Blizzard in regards to the suit being brought against them. Now, since then, tons upon tons of former Blizzard employees have been coming out and saying that this kind of behavior has been ongoing. And then you start looking at a bigger picture. Blizzard has been firing staff left and right. Frequently, they've been letting people go due to what 
due to what they've just been saying, like budgetary constraints and all that sort of jazz. You have had top tier talent retiring from Blizzard. Probably one of the more noteworthy ones lately has been Jeff Kaplan, the le- the basically the face of Overwatch right before Overwatch 2 is launched. And then, of course, as restrictions of COVID-19 start to lift, Blizzard preemptively cancels BlizzCon. Even those signs looked like they were going to be able to host it. And realistically, they probably could have. But they killed it early. And it makes you wonder... Are all of these incidents separate? Or are they far pieces of the same picture? I, I of course, have no way to prove this. All I can do is look at the information that is presented to me and try to make sense of it all. And then, on top of all this, you have the internal message given to Blizzard. This leaked email internally from Blizzard was leaked out. Hello, Blizzard. I have pers- I personally have a lot of emotions coming out of yesterday. And I know you know, too, the allegations and the, hur- and the hurt of current and former employees are extremely troubling. I'm going to overlook the uh, grammatical error there. I did not actually misspeak that. That's actually how it's written. The letter continues. I know many of you would like to receive more clarity. While I can't comment on the specifics of the case, as it is an open investigation, what I can say is the behavior detailed in the accusations is completely unacceptable. It goes without saying that it is completely unacceptable for anyone in the company to face discrimination or harassment. It goes without saying that anyone should feel safe working here, whether we are on campus at BlizzCon or working from home. It goes without saying. It takes courage to come forward, and all claims brought to the company are investigated by internal and, when needed, external investigators. We take these claims very seriously. Claims can be made without the fear of retaliation, and in many times, I attend to them personally, along with our leaders. Stepping back, when I talked with Bobby about taking this job, one of the first things I mentioned was a revered saint of the Brack household. Gloria Steinem. 
I'm uh, this, this is me interjecting. I am unsure of uh, who Gloria Steinem is. I believe, and I'm not 100% certain because, of course, you know, once I made the executive decision for the podcast to not go into the details of many of the accusations because I wasn't sure if it would get my podcast pulled on other platforms that this may in fact be the woman who committed suicide. I'm going to admit I am not 100% certain, but that is what I assume in this case. The letter continues. Growing up, the value of women as equals, understanding the work that had been done for equal treatment and the fact that there was still much to do were common themes. This is just one of the reasons why the fight for equality is incredibly important to me. People with different backgrounds, views, and experiences are essential for Blizzard, our teams, and our player community. I disdain bro culture, in quotes, and have spent my career fighting against it. Iterating on our culture with the same intensity that we bring to our games is imperative. With our values acting as our North Star, this is some of the most important work that we do, both as professionals and human beings. A company is more than a legal construct that exists as a piece of paper in a filing cabinet in Delaware. The people that work at the company make it what it is through their actions and creations. Each of us play a role in maintaining a place of safety for one another. And it also up and it is also up to each of us to continue to craft the blizzard we want and commit to doing our part in keeping blizzard great but always aspiring for more. The leadership team and I will be meeting with many of you to answer questions and discuss how we can move forward. In the meantime, I want you to know that you can talk to any manager, any HR partner, any member of the legal team, or to anyone on the executive team, including HeyJ. I don't know who HeyJ is. The letter continues. If you feel more comfortable talking to someone outside of Blizzard or prefer to remain anonymous, you can contact the way to play integrity line and it has a redacted phone number i assume the the that the number itself was redacted when, when leaked out just because that's not something that should be given out i feel angry sad and a host of other emotions but i also feel grateful to work alongside a set of leaders and thousands of employees who join me in their commitment to continuous improvements thank you blizzard and it's signed Jab. That is J. Allen Brack. Who, by the way, also has been accused of participating in this same exact culture by numerous of other victims. Like, this would be okay if it weren't for the fact that there's already been a number of people that have accused Alan Brack directly.
Now, my final thoughts on this matter. I know what it's like to be in upper management. Heck, I still run a decently sized, but still small, little laundry plant. I'm the one-man team, the HR department, the, the person in char charge of all the checks, the decision maker, everything. I know what it's like to be in upper management. I still do it to this day. I don't understand. how you can type a letter like this with a straight face and try to make the claim that no one in the entire blasted leadership team knew anything with a straight face. As I said, I go out of my way to see it from both sides. And a lot of the time, I end up being a contrarian to a lot of issues. Because I do, in fact, try to put myself in the other person's shoes. But when I try to wear the shoes of a Blizzard leadership team, or of Activision, or of whoever within Blizzard. I don't get how the things that are described can go on, and you know nothing, unless you yourself, as part of your leadership duties, do nothing but play freaking World of Warcraft in your own blasted cubicle. And I know that can't be the case, because holy cow, Blizzard has no idea just how bad their game has gotten because they don't play their own blasted game. I'm disgusted. Just straight up. And Blizzard's response, both internally and especially externally, to say is insufficient or just straight up a big giant steaming load is an understatement. And for Alan Brack to say that he disdains bro culture and has spent every ounce of his career trying to fight against it. While there are dozens of accusations within the company against him. reeks underline reeks of deflection and once again you look at the num at the amount of top tier talent that has left blizzard 
and you can't help but wonder. Did they leave because they didn't want this on their hands? Did they leave disgusted because this was going on and they let it happen? Were other employees fired because they were willing to go forward? How many in the thousands of terminations that, ha that were done in waves were done because those employees did not perform up to par? How many were, or how many were eliminated for both budgetary reasons and because they were willing to talk? Cause let's pre let's pretend for an for a moment here. Let's give Blizzard the best benefit of the doubt that this didn't start happening until the investigation started. That this kind of reprehensible, disgusting behavior didn't start until the state of California came in two years ago to investigate. Because that's the best case scenario, right? It didn't start until the investigation did. How does the leadership team let this happen for two years and not do one blasted thing about it? It doesn't add up. No matter how many maybes no matter how many what-ifs you try to throw into the equation. The only reason this sort of behavior is allowed to, get a, to happen is because this behavior started at the top. And I have thought about it for way longer than I want to admit. And it's the only conclusion I keep coming to. And it's the only way all these puzzle pieces, possibly even puzzle pieces that aren't related, all fit together. I, for the most part, have already kind of cut away from Blizzard games for since for quite a while. I used to play Hearthstone. I don't anymore. I used to have a World of Warcraft active subscription just to keep tabs on friends. Not anymore. I'm not going to tell anyone else what they should do. For the simple fact that there are far too many other influencers out there that may still, that their livelihoods depend on Diablo, that depend on World of Warcraft, that depend on, that somehow still depend on StarCraft. 
And even if they're discussed with the company, I can't fault them for wanting to keep food on the table. I can't. And I recommend you as well. If you see a streamer out there still playing World of Warcraft, don't give him flack. Because you don't know what's going on over there. It could very well be that they're afraid of switching off. And they're afraid that if they do switch off, that there's not going to be food on the table. I'm not going to give flack to any current employee. Many of them had to go ahead and move their entire lives over to Blizzard HQ in order to take what was, at the time, their dream job. But now leaving... Leaving a company like that's easier said than done. Especially if, you know, you move out to California. California is especially one of the worst places to try and switch jobs. Because the cost of living out, of, out, in, out in California is absurd. And you need a good paying job just to have just to make rent most of the times. So I can't fault any employee for still sticking with them despite all this. I would recommend those same employees keep your options open. Start putting out your resume and be ready just in case things go seriously, seriously south. And if you're just a third party like myself in all this, make a choice that you think is right, but don't force your choice onto others. Because then you're no better than the executives here trying to go ahead and say that everything's fine because it's what they're used to. But I'll say this much. I'm done with Blizzard. Completely and utterly. Never again a single cent from my wallet will enter Blizzard's pocket unless serious change is done and they show with actions. Not some cheap, stupid, piece of hot garbage leaked letter. That actual action is done. And needless to say, here on the podcast, we will be very carefully keeping an eye on this case against Blizzard. And it's going to be a while. Because clearly, Blizzard is not going to be taking this without a fight. So, we will see how this goes. When we, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's go on a much lighter note. Let's talk about ARM trying to evolve 
what gaming is, as well as the Internet of Things. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. One thing I actually, um, in all the emotion, uh, did forget about is also the the kind of hilarious double standard in Blizzard's response when it comes to an internal investigation versus situations involving influencers and... their own players. The player originally behind Leroy Jenkins had an accusation against him that was eventually proven false. But Blizzard wasted no time going complete scorched earth. Removing his quest line and removing any reference within the game to the bit he played Leroy Jenkins. Even outside of that sort of thing, we also have to remember about uh, the Hearthstone player Blitzchung. who didn't even perform any kind of harassment, just wanted to say, you know, wanted to bring attention to the situation in Hong Kong, by the way, has not improved. And Blizzard undid every bit of his accomplishment and also fired the announcers that allowed him to even say free Hong Kong. But when it comes to their own behavior. Whoa, hold on a minute here. Are we sure that the state of California didn't just make this all up for two years? And didn't tell us that harassing women is bad? Yeah. Nice double standard there. It, 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 my final thought on it. It really, once you put this whole picture together, take layer upon layer of everything that's happened with Blizzard, every single controversy ever since Activision bought them up. And looked at them all at a whole. Upset is the first emotion that comes to mind. But I'd say what how most of us feel is saddened, betrayed. 
that a gaming company that we felt and really was a gaming company for gamers by gamers has just straight up devolved into just being not just the scum we thought they were going to be when Activision acquired them but far 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 worse than any one of us thought they could ever be With that said, let's get off disheartening topics that make me lose faith in mankind and instead move on to ridiculous topics that make me lose faith in mankind. Arm has showing off a non-silicon based processor made of plastic and more importantly is flexible. The purpose of this processor is to be used in Internet of Things applications. And you first think, oh, okay, it's to be used in more narrow spaces. The whole PCB could just be curved instead and yada, yada, yada. You know, it could be good for, um, for, ther- for awkward thermostats, for, um, for light bulbs, for faucets, and all that sort of thing. Oh, no. The first, the first application that was brought up was being used in wrappers for food so that it could tell your smartphone if the food has spoiled. Because it's made of plastic and therefore stupid, cheap to make, and infinitely easier to recycle and reuse such hilariously disposable applications can uh, can now be brought into question someone in chat says my clothes need to be online they already had that but now they can do it even more so how long until we have fully or oh my dude You could have what looks like off-white, an off-white sweater, but then at will, at will, change the color of your sweater, and it would still feel fine because the whole thing is, because the circuitry and everything and the inevitable fiber optics using it are completely flexible you you know how with movie effects they have done those sort of terrible effects of just having your uh having clothes just complete do do a complete uh color cycle through 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 the whole thing like a perfect hair forever sort of uh terrible looking color cycling you could theoretically do that with this sort of technology Like, it is absolutely silly 
what this could do. Now, before you start having stupid ideas like my shirt can mine Ethereum, the processing power of this of this CPU or SOC is awful. Like the RAM in it is measured in bytes. 128 bytes, by the way. Not megabytes, not gigabytes, not even kilobytes, bytes. A reminder that one gigabyte is, oh God, how much is it actually? Is it a million? I want to say a million bytes, or is it a billion? No, a megabyte's a million. A gigabyte is a billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One gigabyte is a billion bytes. This has only 128 bytes. Its actual RAM is smaller than a five and a quarter floppy disk. but it's flexible and made of plastic. Someone in chat has given us a wonderful trivia fact. 128 bytes of RAM, that's the exact amount of an Atari 2600. It very well might've been. You could almost perfectly emulate an Atari 2600 with this with this thing. What about the actual storage on the SOC? I want to say that is 408 bytes. 456 bytes is what's on the SOC. But this chip is powered by only 3 volts. And 21 milliwatts. You could hook this processor up to like one of those like four cell calculator solar panels and start overclocking this chip. That's the kind of power demand we have on this uh on this crazy SOC. You actually could run this off a potato but you could probably overclock this on a potato battery. Oh god, I I, I got bad news guys. I, I gotta go and change the lemon in my pocket. It finally ran ran dry. Be, be right back, guys. My, the lemon battery for my sweater went bad. Oh, Lord. This is silly. This is silly in the head. Uh, and maybe that should have been our last burb story of the week, but um, we'll get to that later because it, it amuses me more what actually is the uh, the last burb story. NVIDIA, however, has demonstrated that they can get their 
Oh lord, I actually I, I have actually just completely blanked out on uh on what the um the architecture is. Ampere. Nvidia has gotten their Ampere GPUs to work flawlessly on an ARM powered laptop, thus making the new metagame according to Nvidia ARM laptops with NVIDIA GPUs. Uh, AMD, NVIDIA, are you paying attention? You might wanna be paying attention. Cause this is a problem. Chat is wondering what is the hash rate of this uh, of this ARM plastic CPU? Because if you could power it using potatoes, you could go ahead and literally crypto farm with potatoes. That being said, however, we have leaked Intel benchmarks of the Intel i9-12900K. And it says, don't worry, guys. Don't worry. We're going to be better than the Ryzen 5900X. Or 5950X. We got it this time. We got it. We totally got it. Uh huh. Okay. You do that. Supposedly it beats out Ryzen by 18% on the multi core and 28% on the single core. I believe. Intel believes they can outdo AMD on this architecture. I don't be I also believe that the the 12900K might even beat out the 5950X on single core performance. I don't believe that this 8 core furnace of a CPU is going to outdo AMD outdo a 16 core AMD Ryzen processor in multi-threaded. I just don't see how something with half the cores outperforms the Titan that they keep saying every single, every single year, we're gonna beat AMD this time. We're gonna beat AMD this time. Look how much better we are than AMD. We're totally better than AMD. Every single year, ever since AMD actually became relevant in process again every year they say we can outperform amd and every single year they come up short of their promises every single time so i have to ask this intel leak why the flip should i believe you now meanwhile something that i also don't believe or actually, in this case, I do believe. 
Is it donor? I actually don't know. Nintendo denies that it is trying to squeeze more profit from its OLED Switch model than from the regular model. They also said they have no plans for the rumored Switch Pro. Of course they don't. It never made sense for a Switch Pro model to exist, especially the degree that everyone is saying. And I'm sorry. But I only let myself get talked into the existence of a Switch Pro because because I unfortunately fell into sheep mentality. Literally everyone can't have this wrong, right? I must be the one wrong. It turns out, no, I was the only one right. Of course there wasn't gonna be a Switch Pro. And as far as, as far as Nintendo trying to say they're squeezing more profit out of the OLED Switch model, how? It's 50 bucks more with a bigger screen, an OLED screen, which is more expensive, and a new redesigned dock that they had to go ahead and create a new manufacturing process to make the dock. But Bloomberg, being the pea-brained twits that they are, tried to say that, Oh, this is clearly a move for Nintendo to kill the normal Switch line, only sell the OLED model and make a killing that way. Oh yeah, and there's more, oh yeah, and, and of course there's more storage in it too. And, and chips right now for more storage. I forgot that it's 64 gigs of internal storage instead of 32. Chips are at a premium right now. Very much a premium. High demand on storage chips. So, I don't know how you look at Nintendo saying, oh, hey, look, they increased the Switch price by 50 bucks. Did a bunch of upgrades, and this is unfair to the consumer. What kind of idiot are you? All right, the same kind of idiots who jumped up and down and said there's gonna be a Switch Pro from the company that never, ever, ever, except one time, made a pro model of anything. But no, this time they're totally gonna do it. What a freaking idiot. I actually want, want to now actually go back and see who it was that actually made the, made the claim from Bloomberg on this and see if it was the same idiot who kept jumping up and down that there's going to be that, that, that there was going to be a Switch Pro. The analyst tried to claim that it cost $10 more to produce while it being $50 more, thus being a $40 price hike. Yeah, let's just ignore um, the cost of the new molding, the updated manufacturing process, and all that. Nah, that's, that's all. That, that's, that's a non-existent cost. Flippin' idiot. Meanwhile, Valve has confirmed... 
that the Stream Deck SSD is upgradable. Even the EMMC model, this is the base model that usually costs, or the, the base model that's $399. You can, if you're brave enough to take the Steam Deck apart, which I think I just said Stream Deck, and I apologize for that. If you, if you are willing to take the Steam Deck apart, You can't, you will find a standard M.2 slot in there. And even the EMC, uh, EMMC model, which normally EMMC solid state flash is usually soldered directly onto the board. That is usually a component that has never been upgradable in the past. They have done it in a way where even that is swappable. All right, so I'll just say it now. I, I mentioned before that I would not under any circumstances get the 64 gig model. I will now say if you are comfortable around a screwdriver, if you are comfortable doing computer upgrades and if you are comfortable taking apart small computers I would actually strongly recommend go for the cheapest model because the extra the extra abilities like the exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle or the exclusive Virtual Keyboard theme I mean that's or the oh maybe the I'm actually curious how good the premium anti-glare etched glass on the top tier model is maybe that actually is worth it I don't know. But I will say this much. The Steam Deck, which I am now saying slower and slower to make sure I don't accidentally say it incorrectly, is looking more and more attractive. And it's pretty much the only downside it's looking like it has now officially is in fact the battery. Which, in fact, well, that's also an easy problem to fix on the go with extra battery packs, though, granted, it, uh, granted, it does make it less and less portable the more and more battery packs you bring. I am loving the Steam, yeah, Steam Deck more and more the more and more I look at it, especially with all, all this news. The iPhone 13 could feature an Apple Watch like always on mode. You see on normal phones, you have this crazy feature called always on display. It allows you to, if you so choose, while the phone is sleeping to instead have very basic features on it, like say a clock or this little outline of a cat playing with a ball of yarn and your notifications. 
That's a nice little thing, and it's existed on Android since 19 always. And now Apple might finally see it as well. Apple users, I want to once again welcome you to basic stuff that Android's had since 19 always. Enjoy. Meanwhile, Fortnite is, uh, or I'm sorry, Epic Games is taking Fortnite and turning up the heat on its uh, lawsuit. Whee! Chat asks, uh, what about the LCD display if they do that? All the iPhones now use AMOLED, so you wouldn't get the, uh, the massive power drain from an always-on display like you would with an LCD. So you wouldn't have that problem. Epic Games is going ahead and uh, filing a bunch of new details on Google's alleged anti-competitive practices on, on Android. We, we'll just... Honestly, with everything going on with against Google right now, there is a whole lot now being piled on. I am very curious how much of the accusations against Google are true, because... Here's the problem with the accusation against Google's monopolistic behavior. There are other stores on Android. So already the claims of, oh, hey, there's a monopoly on Android as far as the store goes. But there's an Amazon store. There's a Samsung store. There's a Huawei store. Oh, there was a Huawei store. They probably pulled out it now. There's this store. There's that store. There's the other store. There's plenty of other stores. Frick. Epic could go make their own Epic Game Store. And throw it on Android. So, we'll see. We'll see how this lawsuit goes, but, um... These sort of things just, like, it smells like a whole bunch of BS. Not quite as bad as Activision smells right now. But, uh... This reeks of just frivolous trying to get a payday to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's a lot more sinister stuff going on behind the scenes that aren't apparent to me because I am just a humble consumer of electronics that runs a laundry shop. So we'll see. Tesla has come to the conclusion that $10,000 to have full self-driving on their stupid expensive car is all is uh, a bit uh it's it's a it's a hard pill to swallow well think about it this way all right on the mo- let's just for the p- sake of simplicity say that the model s and the model x both cost a hundred thousand dollars 
adding on an additional 10% for self-driving, it's it's steep. Especially since it's $10,000 for software. It's $10,000 to beta test software, I might add. But now let's say you're a sensible person. You went ahead and only spent $40,000 for, say, a Model 3 or a Model Y. $10,000 for that extra feature is really high. Like, that's the difference between whether you can or can't afford your car payment high. That is extensive. Very extensive. So, Tesla has a feature for you. And I love it. I love it so much. Tesla will let you pay $200 a month instead to have full self-driving as a month-to-month subscription service. So even after I pay off my $40,000 car, in order to use all the features it is built to have, I need to keep paying $200 a month. Boy, you know what I look forward to? When I pay off my home after 40 years, I look forward to paying the bank an additional $150 a month to be able to open my window. I like the way the Tesla car looks. I really do. I like a lot of things about how every model except the current Model S looks, is laid out. Actually, except the Model 3 and Model Y. I do have a problem with the lack of gauge cluster. I feel like I would miss that way too much. But the features, the the interface on, on the screens and whatnot... The whole package, I think, is incredible. But holy cow, some of the ways this company goes ahead and just decides we're going to go ahead and nickel and dime you at the tune of $200 a month. To go do the one thing we keep talking about the freaking most. Or to go ahead and be as anti-fixable as possible. The example recently comes to mind of a nozzle 
before the battery coolant system breaks. But because of the way they built the battery, it was unrepairable, and the customer was charged from Tesla $16,000 to replace a piece of plastic that's part of the coolant system. An independent shop fixed it for 20 bucks ish but no again please tell me why tesla is the greatest company in the world please i'd love to hear it you go ahead and do that and uh i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna keep an eye on uh ford right now when it comes to electric vehicles Ford seems to be leading the way right now. I mean, behind Tesla, obviously. Because, not gonna lie, um, don't really feel like being abused by Tesla. And I think that's gonna be a factor that uh, really gets to them. Speaking of companies that just keep abusing me, Impossible Foods is gonna be releasing meatless chicken nuggets in a few months. Meatless chicken nuggets. All right, who's ready for the impasta chicken fries from McDonald's, or not McDonald's, Burger King. Someone in chat says those nuggets will win tech awards. That's the worst part. I know they will. Best in show. Burger King's impasta nuggets. FNL. I hate it. I hate it so much. Honestly, though, as far as texture goes, I don't know how they didn't start at a chicken nugget. I really don't. Because like a hamburger, there is a texture to a hamburger, even though it is, you know, it, it is just ground beef, right? There is texture to a pork chop. There is texture to beef. What is the texture in a chicken nugget? A chicken nugget when all is said and done. All it is. And fight me if you want, but you know I'm right. A chicken nugget is just a sauce transfer device. That's it. Its sole purpose is just to bring whatever dipping sauce you had to your mouth. So I'm sure, like I've had impossible foods before. 
And you hear all the time people praising like, oh, wow. This Impossible Whopper is better than the regular Whopper. You have no sense of taste. I, I can describe my experience with the, with the Impossible Whopper versus a regular Whopper very easily. Take a bite in the Impossible Whopper. Oh, wow. This is easily the best veggie burger I ever had. It's great. It's very consistent. A little dry. It's really good. I mean, wow. I wonder if I'm actually going to be like one of those pe people that's just like, man, I wonder if this is actually better than the regular. Take a bite of the Whopper. Oh, no, this is still way better. Not even close. It's just like with artificial flavorings versus real flavorings. You cannot beat natural flavorings and seasoning. You can get close. And Impossible Foods gets really, really close. But you can't beat the original. And as far as them releasing a chicken nugget, it's going to probably taste exactly the same because a freaking chicken nugget, let's be honest, most of the flavors in the breading. That's it. So it'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. Japan has set a new world record with an internet speed of 319 terabits per second man i thought my i thought gigabit was fast this is 319,000 times faster than the fiber to your home now granted much like extreme overclocking this is not usable long-term, not in the, in the slightest. Cause it's only for short bursts and to just see how fast could they go. Kind of like, oh, hey, look, this guy overclocked his CPU to eight gigahertz. Yeah, it's totally unusable for anything. But it is in fact, a new world record in its speeds. And yet somehow, somehow, I am told that, that 50 megabits per second is still, the is still the fastest they can do for me. I feel like one of those guys that tries to sell their antiques to Pawn Stars and, and gets told the best I can do is 550. 550? No, $5.50. Uh. Meanwhile, also in Japan, the Tokyo Olympics kicked off with a massive list of orchestra music from JRPGs including the overture of dragon quest the victory theme of final fantasy 
the Mount Olympus theme from Kingdom Hearts. And many, many, many more. And Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. You know that one. And part of me wants to laugh. Because it's like, what? Did, did they go ahead and just like hire me to do the, uh, the soundtrack to the Olympics? Because this is totally what I would have done. A thousand percent. This is totally what I would have done. And at the same time, to actually see on national television Iceland being introduced to the iconic do 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 of Final Fantasy I couldn't help but smile and chuckle I'm also not gonna lie this was talked about long before the recorded versions of uh, the opening of the Olympics was broadcasted. And this definitely seemed like it, it definitely started to smell like fake news because everyone was sitting around the exact same list. It sounded exactly like how the Switch Pro started. Everyone hopped onto a rumor because it just sounded awesome. But fortunately, and thank you everyone in my community that helped me confirm it. It did, in fact, happen. Just like what also happened is our last burb. The last story of the day. The weirdest story of the week. Jeff Bezos has tested his rocket now that he is no longer a CEO of Amazon to go into space and come back all automatically. But that's not the part that's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Space freaking space tourism is going to be a thing. And it's going to be crazy expensive because it is a brand new thing and, and there's going to be all sorts of costs involved and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I could care less about that. People want to go ahead and make a big deal out of that. It's, it's you know, it's whatever. New technology, it's going to be expensive. What I'm infinitely amused by is that apparently Jeff Bezos went ahead and absolutely... It absolutely went ahead and he must have just binge watched Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me when his crew designed the rocket. Because going up this, into space, it absolutely looked like a Johnson. Unfortunately, the pictures from the article I had. Oh, here we go. It just, there's no, once you see it, you can't unsee it. It absolutely 
looks like something that I fear saying for it might get me pulled off various platforms but I I just I mean Virgin Galactics go, go ahead and and launch basically a plane at least Jeff Bezos and his attempt to create tourism space travel at least gave me a reason to point and laugh at him folks that's going to do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening and i do encourage you check out the daily podcast the early bird briefing which airs every single morning at 4 a.m and you can listen to whenever you can listen to it whenever you wake up that's the whole point your morning dose brief dose of the tech news and check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon you can find the early bird briefing at anchor.fm slash early burb briefing no spaces take care and i hope you have a great day Now, it might be a very phallic rocket ship and all that, but I I just got to ask. Bezos, you clearly had the balls to go ahead and not care that your rocket should clearly be censored on certain networks. But where are the balls on your rocket? I mean, if you're going to go part way, you might as well go the whole way. Think about all the extra fuel you could store in two extra giant balls on your phallic rocket ship. I'm just saying, it is a huge oversight in the design of your Johnson. And I, I, I for one, am just greatly disappointed at your lack of balls.